trippin' head to toe Never doubt the zone Make you eat the quote Laughing in your face Laughing to the bank She can keep the Viva Serbia! Viva Serbia! Jokic gets it done in Game 5. The Nuggets beat the Heat. They are now the NBA champions. Shout out to them. They take down the Heat in five games. Also on Sunday, Djokovic gets his 23rd major. The most all-time by a male tennis player. Um, breaking the tie with Nadal. Shout out to Djokovic. In straight sets, it was never really in doubt, to be honest. It was never really in doubt. And on Saturday, Champions League final, City finally get it done. After years and years of spending money, they finally get it done. So shout out to them. Um, Pep gets it done. Pep wins his first Champions League without Messi. Talking about GOAT. A lot of GOAT debates this this uh, this weekend. You know, is Djokovic the greatest tennis player of all time? You know, probably... Is Pep the greatest coach of all time? You know, we'll talk about that. Um, Holland, can he potentially, you know, the way his career is looking, can he potentially one day be the GOAT or up there in top five player all time? Jokic, the trajectory he's been on the last four years, <clears throat> can he be the, maybe not the GOAT, but the best center of all time or even GOAT, man. He has two MVPs, one championship. He's 28 years old. But, Anyways, it was an exciting weekend of sports um, culminating today with the Nuggets beating the Heat. Um, so let's get right to it. Um, shout out shout out to the Nuggets. Shout out to the Nuggets. They get it done. Honestly, as a Laker fan, as a fan of the NBA, this was one of the most um, this was one of the most bearable finals. Like I know, I know there's a lot of people complaining that it was it was kind of like boring and it wasn't that exciting. I can see where people are coming from. There was a lot of gritty de- defense. There was a lot of stretches in the games where it was um, hard for both teams to score. Um, and not just because the defense was amazing, but you know, if Jokic and Murray were hitting shots, then Michael Porter Jr. really struggled too. And you know. And for the Heat, if Jimmy wasn't really doing anything, their role players kind of had didn't have the best series either. So there was times where you know they could go like five, six possessions without scoring. So I could see where people are coming from, but nonetheless, I think I don't have anything against the Heat, and I don't have anything against the Nuggets. So ultimately, even though I was rooting for the Heat and I wanted Jimmy Butler to get his first title and really you know finish off this great storyline, this great uh, Cinderella story. I, I don't mind the Nuggets winning like at all. Like I'm very happy for Jokic. Um he's he's a funny guy. Like his his interview after the game is like, you know, the job is done. It's time to go home. And then in the press conference, um uh, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to just get some, you know, sound bites from him saying, like, Oh, are you excited for the parade? And he looks to like his people over and he's like, Oh, when's the parade? And they're like, Thursday. And he's like, man, I'm just trying to go home. I thought that was really funny. And they're like, Friday. He's like, okay, Friday. Yeah, we'll go home Friday. <laughs> man just wants to go back to Serbia and celebrate, man. Um, ESPN did show some shots um, of uh, people watching in Serbia. And I think they're like, they got to be like nine, ten hours ahead. So if it was eight, it was like probably like five, six in the morning when the game was going on. So them Serbian people, they stayed up. They stayed up to watch. So I'm sure they're going to greet him amazing. Like some of the comments on the post I saw on social media was, uh, who cares about the parade, man? He has a whole country waiting for him. Five million people, I believe, uh, live in Serbia are going to be waiting for him. 
Um, but yeah, just a great weekend for Serbian people with Djokovic too. We'll get into that. But for the Heat, I think, uh, I mean, obviously they don't want to hear it right now. They just lost the finals. But I mean, they had a great season. Cinderella story, like all these undrafted players. Tyler Hero was hurt. Um, Jimmy Butler's great, but we like he got hurt. He turned his ankle. Um, can he be the one on the team that wins it? I mean, if I think he could be like two twice he's been to the finals um and like i don't think like if you add someone that's a little bit less good than jimmy butler can they still get it done i think i think maybe so like if he would have had a running mate like a legit running mate they could have they i think they could have won it but i think uh, to make it more secure I, th- I think you do need someone better than jimmy butler i don't know i don't want to i think prisoner of the moment like i do think they need a better surrounding cast and Jimmy Butler probably could be the best player on a championship team, but you know, he's only getting older. I believe he's like 32 now. So this might have been their best chance, but overall the heat definitely like, I know there's only one winner at the end of the season. If you're not hoisting the, the Bill O'Brien trophy at the end of the year, then you know, what's, you know, there's no moral victories. Like no one celebrate, no one remembers second place. I, I get all those sayings. Like, but they did have a great season and they definitely overachieved. So I think they could look back after a couple of weeks or months or however long it takes to, you know, get over the loss. I think they could look back at this year and we're like, damn, we killed it. Like, <laughs> look at these rosters. Like a lot of these, I'm rooting for all these undrafted players, but, you know, it's not out of the question that some of these guys in a year or two, we could be forgotten. They could be forgotten about like, it'll just be like, remember that one guy, Struz? that had a good postseason run and they made the finals like dude he's out the league already or something um but yeah man the as far as the nuggets like their team is young um i don't know with the new cba rules and the contracts I don't, i'm not 100 percent sure I, I do think they have Jokic and murray locked up so they got their core um but i'm happy for Jokic. like i said he, he seems like a down-to-earth guy he looks like he treats his job like a nine-to-five like just gonna go in there gonna and like I, I will say he had a historic playoff run like this man Jokic was balling like 28 10 and 10 like triple double like if he scored under 30 or he didn't get 10 assists in a game you'd be like surprised like it was a, it was like a bad game for him this playoffs like if he scored under 25 like if he, if he only gave you 24 and like 10 assists you'd be like okay it was an okay game which is crazy because those are kind of his averages during the regular season. But his man Jokic just took it to the next level. And his offensive game, like, it was scary. You're not going to lie. Every time Jokic got the ball, especially with teams being so small nowadays, like, Bam Adebayo is a center, and he looked tiny compared to Jokic. Like, and he he's muscular, too. He's he's built strong. He's not he's not no weak, weakling. And it just looked like Jokic could back him down, like, whenever. And just use his size. Like, it's scary to use his, to just see Jokic back in your small, undersized center down. Like, that's not a pretty sight. And the worst part is, he's seven feet tall. And if you send a second person, he he has, like, a 360 vision. He's going to see where the help is coming. He's going to pass it out to the correct guy. Like, this man's insane. On offense, he's like a cheat code. On defense, I could say that he's gotten better. Like, I don't think he's ever going to have the fastest feet in the in the NBA. He's never going to be able to shuffle his feet like at elite level, but he's gotten better. He has his his lateral movement is better. I saw him 
I think I saw him draw a couple charges this playoff run. Um, I also think he's he's being a little smarter. He's being a little more savvy now that he's getting a little older. He he does be he does flop a little bit. Like people have said, Jokic spends a lot of time on the floor for a center, but he's smart. You know, well, that's one of the things I like about the Heat. Like people might find it annoying, but I actually enjoy watching Kyle Lowry play. Like he he's definitely declined. He's not. He's thirty seven years old. He's old, but sometimes he misses a three like the whole rim it just hits backward but this man will not stop shooting and like he he he's very aware of the moments so i i appreciate i'm sidetracking but i appreciate kyle Kyle larry i can't i can't even deny it like i like how he plays i like his i don't give a fuck mentality like fuck it pull it from this three like he's definitely had some good moments in his career i hope he keeps playing like another year or two but back to Jokic, like, yeah, that means crazy. But on defense, he shuffles his feet a little better, and he kind of has a quicker hand now. Like, even on game five, he I think he got a steal off of, um, I think it was Kyle Lowry or Jimmy Butler. I'm pretty sure it's Kyle Lowry, though. Um, Kyle Lowry, like, attacked the paint, and then he kind of got stuck, and Jokic just swatted it. I think it was at the end of the third. They had, like, two turn, two back-to-back turnovers. But, yeah, Jokic got him better in defense. He's amazing in offense. He took his offense to another level in the playoffs. Murray, um, after two injuries, it looks like his arrow is pointing all the way up. Um, I expect, you know, all-star game next year, barring no injuries. Hopefully he can stay healthy, knock on wood. And, uh, yeah, like this, his name is going to, you know, be recognized everywhere now. Now that he's a champion, he's definitely going to get more fan votes next year. Um, he should be a first-time all-star next year. And that pick and roll, that pick and roll game, like if you have Jokic, if you have Murray, like that offense is gonna be nice. And then you add Michael Porter Jr. We'll see if, if he um, grows into his role or if they move him. You know, he might have bigger aspirations. Like I know he was highly recruited out of college. Everybody was hyping him up, and then his back, his back problems kind of brought his value down. He he fell down the draft, and it's kind of slowed his. His ascension in the NBA, but I see potential. I mean, today he looked a little more aggressive, but his three just was not there the whole series. But I could see him. He does look like a guy that um could one day be like, you know what? Like I want I want to go to a team where I could at least be the number two, because it looks like you know Jokic and Murray they got those two positions locked up. Like they're gonna be the one and two for the next five to eight, ten years. And Michael Porter Jr. I think um, just from the way he shoots the he doesn't the way he shoots like he's never seen a shot he doesn't like just you know the mentality that comes with that i think hey i think he would have like bigger aspirations than just being the third guy even though he already won a championship so i think now that he has a chip it'll be easier for him to be like you know what i have a chip as the third guy as you know third fourth guy like i want to go to a team where i could be the number one or the number two we'll see that's i'm speculating but i could see that happening in the next year or two and it just looks like they have, like right now, it looks like their front office is hitting on like you know these free agents and bringing in rookies that could bring like make real impact like their year one. So the Nuggets are here to stay. Mike Malone, um, even in the presentation of the trophy, he said like, "Hey, and we want another one. We're not done." Like man was hyped, and I mean the Nuggets are scary. Not gonna lie, the Nuggets are scary. They swept my Lakers. They take care of the Heat and five gentlemen's sweep. Um, I will say this before I talk about Djokovic. 
I, I don't like how they, they give the trophy to the owners. I think the NFL does that too. And I just don't like that. Like the whole year, we never talk to the owner. We never see him. We we never see the owners the whole year. Uh, um, and then in the trophy presentation, we see, I know they pay the bills and they sign all the checks, but come on, like let the players, like we should let the players raise the trophy and then, I don't know, there there should be a better process. Like, maybe let the players raise the Bill O'Brien. And then, right as you're going to present the finals MVP, maybe then, you know, bring in the coach and bring in the owner and then present it. I don't know. There has to be a better way than the first moment we see with the trophy is with the, with the owner. I don't know. I just don't like that. It feels, I don't know. It feels like we just watch. We're here to see the players and the coach. Like, I don't know. It feels off. There, I don't have the correct order on how it has to be. All I know is that this order feels a little off. Like, why is it the owner? Someone explain to me why. I mean, I get that they own the team, but it's no one's here to see the owner. Like, no one even cares what the owner has to say, like, or wants to see him raise the trophy. Like, do that at the end or something. I don't know. Someone give me an idea on how that could be fixed. But congratulations to the Nuggets. Congratulations to Jokic, um, especially because Jokic had a lot of heat going into these playoffs about how, you know, getting swept, getting losing in the first round. Like, I remember a couple years ago, he got uh, he got ejected in the elimination game against the Suns. Uh, I, I believe he, like, swiped his arm and he hit um, Chris Paul in the head or something like that. And, I mean, even I was like, it kind of looked like he wanted to get ejected. I was... I. I may have, you know, spread that that storyline, spread that that angle. So my bad, Jokic, you're a dog. You proved everyone wrong, including myself, these playoffs. And I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you, and I can't wait to see you duke it out with the rest of the guys to see who's the best guy in the, in the NBA now. And But as of right now, I think Jokic has cemented himself as the best player in the NBA. But on another note, Djokovic wins... Roland Garros 2023, defeating Casper Ruud in straight sets. Shout out to Djokovic. Um, he wins his third Roland Garros. First player to win all four slams three times in the male side. 23 majors, most of all time, surpassing um, Nadal, which he was tied with at 22. It's crazy that he did it at Roland Garros, the house that Nadal built. It's crazy how sports work out, you know? And then uh, last year, Nadal got his 21st in Australian Open where, you know, Djokovic is, that's that's his fortress, that's his kingdom. So it's, I mean, sports just write these storylines. It's crazy how sports work, but just want to congratulate Djokovic. He played a flawless, flawless tournament. When it mattered the most on these tie breaks, I think he had like zero unforced errors throughout the whole tournament in those tie breaks and like in pressure moments something crazy like that i saw it on twitter but djokovic oh man for me i'm a Nadal fan i've said this before like that's my go like i like what Nadal stands for i like how he talks uh i'm hispanic so they colonized us and i was just playing but i know spanish i've seen him at um indian wells uh, in the practice courts and 
we didn't talk or anything, but I said something in Spanish and he responded. Uh, not that he even looked at me or anything. He just responded. and It was kind of cool. Anyways, I like I like for me, Nadal is my goat. But I, I see where people are. From. The tennis goat right now will probably have to be Djokovic. Like uh, it's it's pretty much undeniable. Like most weeks at number one. Most majors. Um, winning percentage head-to-head against Federer and Nadal a uh, most a uh, year of a year and title um, ATP finals uh, championships uh, there's probably other stuff but first like I said first male player to win all three um, of the slams all four of the slams three times like the numbers back it up if my boy Nadal would have stayed uh, healthy maybe maybe he could have had better numbers but as far as the numbers go, Djokovic, there's no denying it. Djokovic is is out of this world. And the crazy thing is he just, what, turned 36, I believe? And he does not look like he's slowing down. Like, I mean, Kasparud, people call him, like, you know, a 250 merchant, stuff like that. But he made it to the Roland Garros final last year. He made it to the final this year. He made it to the U.S. Open final. He's gone to important finals um he's a good player he's not everyone's cup of tea he might not be the most exciting player but he's a good player Djokovic beats him in straight sets it only really looked dangerous in the first set when he was down a break and then Djokovic you know hunkered down and was able to steal I mean kind of steal that set and then second set was kind of easy for him third set they they held serve for the longest I believe if I remember correctly and then he just closed it out broke at 5-5 um, yeah, it never really looked like it was in doubt, to be honest. It was early in the morning here in uh, San Francisco. So I was watching it, and I was waiting to, like, fully wake up to see if... I was waiting for Rude to, like, make a push and make a run to, like, fully, like, you know, give it 100% attention. Because, you know, it was, it was early in the morning. I was catching some Zs and watching it. And, like, you know, there were some good plays where I was like, okay, I'm up, I'm up. And then, you know, I'll, I'll be like, man, Djokovic got this. And I'll kind of like doze off a little bit. And I'll, you know, kind of keep my ears peeped up hearing um, for a cue from the announcers. Like, oh, you know, Rude, here comes Rude. And Rude makes his move or something like that. And I never really heard anything. So I did watch the whole match. Like here, like obviously early in the morning, kind of like squinting, dozing off, watching. But I did watch the whole game and. It never really looked in danger. Djokovic was on one, and now he has Australian Open and the Roland Garros. Wimbledon's coming up. He did he did say that that's going to be the only um, tournament he plays this grass season. So we'll see how he does. I mean, I don't think this man needs a warm up to Wimbledon. Like his warm up to Roland Garros was terrible. He he was not having a good clay season, and he ends up winning Roland Garros. So by no means do I think by no there's no way that he doesn't come to Wimbledon and is not prepared. Like he should be the favorite, and we'll see if the field could uh could stop Djokovic because Nadal is not there. He's he's pretty much done until 2024. We'll see if he comes back maybe at the end of this year for um the Davis Cup. But anyways, shout out to Djokovic, the pride and glory of Serbia. Um, even Djokovic just said it that he pales in comparison as far as like what he represents to the Serbian people. Like um, they've they've been talking about each other in the lead up to uh, 
Roland Garros final and um, Jokic playing in the NBA finals. They have a lot of respect for each other, and it's crazy. Serbia is a small country, and they have two of the best athletes in the world right now, and of all time, too. Like, Jokic is quickly moving the all-time ranks. Djokovic is almost undoubtedly going to end up as the GOAT of tennis, and it's crazy. It's crazy. Unprecedented times. Um, another thing that comes to my head is, like, like Djokovic, like, all these greats, that we are so blessed to be watching during this time. Like Djokovic, Messi, Ronaldo, Brady. Brady, who was in Djokovic's uh, box on Sunday, which which was kind of random. Like it's one of those uh, crossovers that you don't really expect. Like who, who, like how did that happen? Like no one, I mean, I've never seen Djokovic and Brady be friends. So that was a little weird. But again, to my point, like we're so blessed to be in this in this era where we got to see Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, Messi, Ronaldo, Brady, um, LeBron, the late Kobe Bryant, you know, like Curry, like we're Floyd Mayweather. Um, there's just so many all-time greats like um, Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, Serena Williams. There's just so many good players in this in this era, like these last 10, 15 years that we got to see. Um, Tiger Woods, like so many good players. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are retiring. Serena retired last year. Federer retired last year. Nadal's, it looks like he's coming down to the end. Um, LeBron, he's still going strong, but, you know, we, we see – that light at the at the end of his career you know it, it's it's sad um Phelps retired Bull retired um you know Brady retired it's 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 a sad we're almost done Messi and Ronaldo Messi going to uh Inter Miami like you know it rivalries are fun and it's fun to pick a side and um you know we you could spend you could spend hours and hours at a, at a sports bar just Debating with your homies, you can spend hours watching sports, debating in the on the couch, and you know that's how you pass time. A lot that's how that's a lot of memories that I have with my friends, just watching sports and debating. Like nah, you know Ronaldo's a go, nah Messi's a go, and like you know, growing up I was I was a Kobe fan. Now I appreciate LeBron, and what I'm trying to get at is that basically as of late, I think I've been I've been more appreciative of of the greats. Like I gotta just. Like now that I'm seeing the careers come to the end, I'm like, man, it's really coming to an end. So yeah, with that I say I'm I'm gonna try to get tickets to see Messi now that he's in the US. But long winded response. Congratulations to Djokovic. He's your twenty twenty three Roland Garros champions. He gets to twenty three majors, unprecedented stuff. It was also great to see all the tennis community, you know, just show him some love. And we'll see. We'll see how Wimbledon plays out. Um, Kyrgios should be coming back, so we'll see if he if he has anything to say. And there's there's still a lot of people out there that are trying to get their first slam. I'm looking at TC Paz. I'm looking at Zverev, who has looked like he's gaining form. My boy Fritz, my boy Tiafo. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's, it's, we're we're heading towards a good time of the year for tennis. And finally, to wrap it up. 
City finally get it done. They finally get it done. They beat Inter. And what I must say was, I don't want to offend anyone, but I think I think it was a very lackluster final. Like, there was not too many goal-scoring opportunities. I think uh, the pace of the game was kind of slow. I think City... Um, City could have done more to propose the game. They could have like, they never really like let loose, which is, which is crazy because they still won. But I like, I expected more of an onslaught from City. I, I expected Inter's goalkeeper to like, be more of a hero. I expected the City to have more chances. So the fact that they didn't do that and they still won. Shout out to Rodri for scoring the the game winning goal and uh you know securing the victory for City. So shout out to them. City finally get the monkey off their back. Like no one could deny the the crazy run that City's been on. Like it's 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 nothing like we've seen before. Like this is crazy. Like they really like just be like 90, 90 plus points a season is like the standard for them now. Um winning the league. I know obviously they're gonna enjoy it every year, but it's it's, it's kind of like starting to lose its allure because like they do it every year like they are expected to win the premier league every year like they're the favorites every year and you see um you know liverpool come and go they kind of fell off this year we'll see if they're able to bounce back we see chelsea go from like winning champions league to like they're lost <laughs> they're they're lost they have no direction right now we'll see if chelsea is able to turn around um arsenal like they haven't really <laughs> this is the first year that they're really were in the title race and then they you know they fumbled it tottenham hasn't been able to win anything and forever like it's crazy like all these teams just keep united You're like we don't even have to talk about united like um they won one trophy this year but like in the league they've been struggling since sir alex left so you gotta you know it's it's easy to hate on city you know i know there's a lot of people that don't root for city and like are happy when city loses me being one of them but you know they got the monkey off their back and you know we'll see we'll see how how historic this run could really be i did i did hear that pep is leaving after his two his last two years expire so we'll see if you know they're able to go back to back or maybe get another one in this next years hopefully not as a madrid fan you know mbappe news kind of broke today that he's trying to leave maybe real madrid get him and you know they could be the the main rivals for City, the main defense, the main challenge for City to repeat. But overall, you know, as far as the game went on Saturday, my boy Lukaku, I call him the X Factor. He came off the bench. Uh, it looked like Shek and Serko got um, picked up an injury, and Lukaku came in. And not gonna lie, my boy was looking a little heavy, heavier than I than I anticipated. And but like Lukaku does, he's a menace. He he always seems to. Uh, at least get one chance and boy did he have a chance he had a chance open goal it looked like basically open goal clean header and he heads it right towards Ederson and it's like come on bro <laughs> like just finish this tie the game send it to overtime make City win it like for reals make City win it like come on and he misses a wide open chance and it I forgot who they were playing in the World Cup where he missed a lot of chances too. It might have been Japan, if I remember correctly. But, oh, my God, when he missed that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then to make it worse, uh, 
he also blocked a goal, a potential goal from the line. Like he didn't move out of the way. And oh my God, Lukaku, you let me, you let me down so hard. And but I think Inter was over overmatched. Like I said in the previous episode, I would be ecstatic if Inter got to halftime zero zero, and they did. So I was happy. I was like, you know, they might be able to do this. They might be able to hold on. And they got outdid by Rodri. But kind of like what I said about the Heat, I think Inter, after after looking back on this season, um, no one really expected them to make it to the Champions League final. So I think they could look back at this season and be like, oh, that was a good, it's a good building block. We'll see what they do. Lukaku, it didn't look like... Um, not the, I think the manager or like the GM of Inter was like, well, Lukaku is the Chelsea player, so I mean, if he if he he'll have to decide what happens or they'll have to decide what they do with him, it kind of felt like he was ready to kick Lukaku out of Inter, and I mean, I don't blame him. Like, you stop a potential goal on the line and then you miss the most clear chance of the whole game, and it's like, bro. Like, come on. Uh, I don't know where Lukaku's going to play next year. I'm pretty, I could almost guarantee it he's not going to be at Chelsea, but I could also almost guarantee that Inter don't want him back. So we'll see. But, you know, one thing I did want to touch on was is Pep the GOAT? I know people are, there's a lot of images, a lot of edits. ESPN is pushing that. <laughs> is Pep the GOAT? I mean, I don't know. Um, he he has had stacked teams everywhere he goes, but you can't deny that he, the system that he brings and the football that he brings is effective. Um, but, you know, it took him, what, 13 years to get the Champions League again with all the great teams he's managed. I think that's the one, you know, the one thing that you could hold against him, that he's had elite teams. He's had He's taken over for a trouble-winning Bayern and wasn't able to get a Champions League in his what two three years that he was there his city team has been like the favorite in every tie that they've been eliminated on leading up to this one but you know all of that could be forgotten like i said this champions league this champions league already has people calling him the goat um goat coach i don't think he is just yet it is a trouble it is he did get the fa the league and the champions league so that does mean a lot uh, but in my in my opinion he's still if he gets another Champions League and keeps collecting uh, Premier Leagues like like they're just tokens, then, you know, I think we have the conversation. But I do think, you know, he's on the verge of retiring. Like, he, like there's nothing more he could do. I don't think, don't, like, you know, the, the couple ticks that he needs to tick or, like, you know, get another Champions League to really, like, you know, push himself to, to be the goal. Maybe um, coach a national team. That would be kind of cool to see him do that. We'll see how he does um, with the national team. Um, I do want to see him coach, you know, a team that doesn't have a crazy budget or isn't regarded as the best team in the league at the time to see how he would manage that team. Like, if Pep were to coach um, Tottenham, like, how good would Tottenham be? Or, like, if he was to coach, um, let's say if he would have picked up United on some crazy, like, on some crazy shit, you know? If he would have picked up United when they were struggling, like would he have been able to turn United around? Or like if you take him to like a good team, um, like Atletico, like could like I mean people obviously people hold Pep in way higher regard than um, Diego Simone Simeone, but like I you know those are the questions I ask. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. I don't think he's ever gonna go 
to a team that's not regarded as like the best team in the league that they play in, especially with all the success he's had already. But it would be nice to see, just to you know get these hypotheticals out of the way, because you know people mention Mourinho. I'm a Mourinho fan, like I love Mourinho, so that's that's one of the things that come to my mind, like like the the Champions Leagues that Mourinho have. If, if there's different weights to them, I think they hold a little bit more weight. Like the Inter Champions, the Inter Champions League, the Porto Champions League, I think those hold more weight than like the ones Pep has. But at that point, you're just you know you're picking what you like. And like obviously, all these coaches are elite, and there's no denying that Pep is a good coach. And like I said, I don't root for City. I actually root against them. So, but I can still you know congratulate them on finally getting that monkey off their back but that should do it for this episode of the hard to handle sports podcast thank you if you made it to the end and i hope to you know i hope you guys listen to the next one have a good rest of your day when I slide, no sudden moves. All my goons are stretching. Oh. And I'm taxing for the feet. On my damn